This parak also discusses, like yesterday, the laws of Shavuos Ha'edus, laws regarding testimony. And, sorry, <laughs> the, the laws regarding the Shavuah a person takes that he doesn't know any useful testimony, which turned out to be not true. Okay, what if someone says to two people, I demand that you come and t- say testimony because you know testimony is helpful to me, and they say we swear we don't know any testimony, and which of course is not allowed. I mean, sorry, they swear, they, they swear we don't know any testimony and they're lying, which of course is not allowed. And it turns out one of them is disqualified for testifying for whatever reason, or is a relative, which are, can't, they can't, a relative can testify, but they can't testify for you, they can testify for somebody else. Uh, even if the reason why he's disqualified for testifying is mitzvah d'arbanan. So, for example, a person who uh, is violated a mitzvah d'araisa, or a person who is someone who's uh, been caught lying uh, in testifying, testifying in the past, is possible biblically. What if he's possible mitzvah rabbinically? For example, he violates the second day of Yontif, or he's a serial gambler. He makes most of his living from gambling, the different cases with the Chum passed on certain people. One of the two witnesses was the king, and the king of the Jewish people does not testify in court. It's not respectful. And these, all these types of people are not fit to testify. Or for example, somebody who didn't actually see what happened. He heard two reliable witnesses re- relate what happened. So he's testifying what he heard from witnesses. He's not testifying what he saw. And in Torah, of course, he can't testify what he saw. It doesn't count. The Chum of Nishbu, and they deny uh, and they make a shvu, they don't know any, witness, any testimony, and it turns out that they are lying, they know what, what they know from the situation, in other words, either they saw it actually happen, but they're relatives to the person, or the psalim, or they're simply um, lying about what they heard from witnesses, in which case it's irrelevant. They are putter from the testimony of uh, the, the iser of testifying falsely regarding uh, uh, witnesses. She was she'ilu he'idu. What's the next word in your um? He'idu or he'idu? Okay, so if, if, even if it had testified, even if this witness did get up and say, I know testimony, and he says what he saw, or this person who's a machalo Shabbos gets up and he says what he saw, or this guy who's a regular person gets up and says, I heard from Reuven and Shimon that they saw what happened, in this moment, their testimony would not be machayev to be anything. Because that's not valid testimony. So you only chayiv the carbon of making a, make a false shvua when you're lying and you say, I know nothing that, that's helpful to you. If, if, you would, if you would tell the truth, you'd be effective. If you're telling the truth is ineffective, you're lying, then it's not considered a, shvua, a false shvua seitus. If I administer an oath to you that you come and testify on my behalf, that this individual said to me, they, they promised to give me 200 zuz, and he did not give it. When the guy denies and he's lying, they are putter for the lying about their shvua. Even if they testify that say, we saw Ruven commit to giving 200 zuz to Shimon, the, the defendant would not be a chayef to pay the money that he said he's going to have to pay. In Torah, you're not going to pay money just because you said I'm going to give you money. You're not a nice guy, but that's not, that, that's not a valid chiyuv, unless you make a kenyan. The chen kodesh b'zeh applies all situations where what the edim are saying you would do something, that thing is not chayiv money anyways, you're not chayiv shuvah So again, you're only chayiv making a false shuvah if the thing you would say and testify on would actually make someone have to pay someone money. In this case, it wouldn't make that happen. Right? Give them. If I, if I demand that you testify on my behalf that I'm a Kayin or I'm a Levi or that I'm not the son of uh, a Ben Grusha, meaning that, that 
the rumor is that my father, who's a Kayan, married a divorcee, in which case I'm disqualified as a Kayan. Or, or my father, who's a Kayan, married a woman who underwent Chalitza, in which case I'm disqualified as a Kayan at the Rabbanon. And I want you to testify on my behalf that it's not true. The guy denies knowing anything. He swears to that effect and he's lying. He does know for a fact that the person is a kosher kayin. He's butter from the Aveira of making a false shuvah Again, the she'en can't in this moment. Because if I testify you're a kayin, no one's going to give you any money. And then again, so, so again, the same principle over here applies. A chalutza is when a woman's husband dies without children. The living brother-in-law has to do chalitza and remove the shoe in order to let, let her marry somebody else. So, but, so the chum forbade a kayin marrying such a woman because she resembles a divorcee. If a person says, you were there, you saw my son injure me, I want you to come testify on my behalf that my son injured me, that my son should pay me the five damages. So you were there when this person lit my silo of wheat grain on Shabbos, come testify, he has to pay. You saw this person Raper seduced my daughter who is married. The Khalf of Anishbu and the says Mayrasa, which means betrothed. But the point is that that that, that, that she's married. And they deny and, and the, knowing anything and they swear and they're lying about it. Paturma Shwas Aidus, they are Pater from Shwas Aidus. Why? If the guy does testify to the effect, he's Chayav Hanit from Mrs. Bezdin. The person who's being testified, the defendant, who says that he, the witnesses say that he punched his father and he injured him. Or he lit this person's house down, on, burned this person's house, a silo on Shabbos. Or he did this prohibition with this married woman. In these cases, because there's a death penalty involved for Chilu Shabbos, or a married woman living with a married woman, or a ch- child who injures their parents, it's Chayv Misa. So you give him that punishment, and he's absolved from the minor punishment of paying money. There's no chiv to pay. As we'll say in the laws of Naira. So again, over here, on a technicality, even though the guy did monetary damages, he's exempt from paying the money because he's chayiv misa. And a person does one action that there's money involved as a punishment, and there's misa involved. The misa um, um, eclipses the money, and therefore it, it doesn't apply. If it's one aid that he saw the, the guy borrow money from me, and the aid says I never saw it, and he swears. One witness doesn't have the power in turn to obligate the person to pay. You have to have two witnesses. One witness can obligate to take an oath, but if he takes the oath and doesn't end up paying, you can't tell the guy. If only you would testify. Uh, sorry, so, so I'm mean, mistaken. So, so therefore, you can't make him pay. He's not chayav shus edus because you can't tell him if you would come testify, the guy would pay me. It's not true. Maybe the guy wouldn't pay. Maybe you make a shvua. And therefore, he can't make him make him chayav shus edus. If a person demands to witnesses come and testify on his behalf, that his wife was, was mezana. She was, she was uh, unfaithful. The Chaf of Rishma, they deny and they swear to that effect and they're lying. They really didn't see what happened. They are Chayev for making a false Shuas Eidus. If they would only come testify as they know uh, they would cause you to lose the rights to Ksuba money. The guy demanding they come testify wouldn't have to pay the money. Turns out they are denying testimony which, is, which, which would not be Chayev anybody to pay anybody money but it would save him having to pay her money. And therefore, there, he's going to end up having to pay her the ksuma money if he divorces her or he dies. And therefore, it's money relevant. Therefore, the chayev, uh, the false shuas edus. Over here, the chayev shuas edus, even though what they would say doesn't make anybody obligated money, but it would help someone save money. And therefore, the chayev shuas edus. Zayin. Tava edei kinei. The person says, you witnesses, you saw me, you were there when I warned my wife not to, not to seclude herself with this person. 
as the classic case of Saita, or the two witnesses who saw her break the warning and seclude herself with that person, and they say, no, we didn't see anything in this swear. Why? If they would testify, there's no monetary obligation. All they would do is enable him to take her to Yerushalayim and force her to drink the Saita waters. Even though in theory, if they'd only come and testify, maybe she would say, I'd rather not drink, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to drink, and uh, she just walks away and loses the ksuba. So they are ultimately contributing, or they're playing a role in him, in him having to pay the ksuba. Still, they're part of the moment, in a moment, if in fact something which causes money is not considered like something which is money. money. It's possible she will drink, and she won't lose the ksuba. So we can't say that their refusal to testify is making them have to pay the ksuba. Because who says? We don't know. Maybe she would drink the waters, and she'd be fine. Or she wouldn't be fine if she would die, maybe. But the fact is, is that she, that the person wouldn't. Uh, I'm sorry, never mind. Yeah, right. So it's possible she would drink and she'd be innocent, and therefore you can't say to these two guys, if you, you lied, if only you would come testify, I would save the money of, of having to pay the ksuba. That's not 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 necessarily the case. What if he warns his wife? And she secludes herself. And there's witnesses. And so, so that's not a question. Now we know she has to drink, drink the Saita waters. After she was warned and excluded herself, there's one witness who actually saw her be a, commit infidelity. And he says to this one witness who saw it happen, that he should come testify to that effect. And this aid denies and he swears. This one witness is Chayiv to bring a carbon for making a false. Even though he's just one witness, if he would come step forward and say that after she secluded herself in violation of the warning, she was actually unfaithful, she would get divorced and forfeit Aksuba. As we said in the laws of Saita, that because she violated the warning and secluded herself with this individual after being told not to so even one single witness is believed to say she committed infidelity and she loses Aksuba he's not believed to say she's Chayef Misa and she gets stoned that's, or, or killed that's not the case but he is believed to conclusively make her status as a Zaina and she loses Aksuba so because this one witness is not testifying the guy is going to end up having Aksuba and therefore his false Eidos uh, no no but over here this is an exception so, so that that uh, that was a locha hey. We said Eidah is not in the moment, but over here the one aid is believed to say she was mazana luzer ksuba, and if he would testify, that would be the case because he, his refusal to testify and his lying about not knowing any any testimony, the guy is going to end, end, end up having to pay the ksuba, and therefore this aid who lied about it is chayev shus edus halacha Again, remember the principle is is that when the aidim say we don't know any testimony, we're not we didn't see what happened. And they're lying, if they would not lie, if they would testify as they know, and they would make someone have to pay money or save money, then and only then are they chayv shuaseidus. Halachates. V'chein kolayid echad shemechayv ma'medusa. If there's a case where one witness, any other case besides this, where one witness, although it's not the norm, has the ability to force someone to pay, if he makes a shvua and he denies it and he's lying, or they, administer, or they administer an oath in Bezdin, and he denies that. According to the Rambam, you have to administer the oath in Bezdin, yeah. Or the, the denial has to be in Bezdin. And again, he's for taking a false. What's an example where one aid could force someone to pay? Keita, for example. Right? 
Let's say, for example, you have the plaintiff and the defendant. And they're both Ruvain and Shimon are coming to a dinterra. Ruvain says Shimon owes him money. Now, Ruvain and Shimon are both two kinds of Jews who, because of previous circumstances, we don't allow we don't allow them to take an oath in Bethlehem. They both have a track record. They lose their right to be trusted. Let's say they both, in different cases, have, te- have been caught red-handed testifying falsely. Or they both, in the past cases, have been caught red-handed making a false shavua. She ain't mash be no we don't let them make a shavua. So Ruvain, the liar, the Ganev, the Gazlin, is taking Shimon the Gazlin to a dinner, you know? And Ruvain says to one witness, listen, you, come testify that Shimon owes you money. I lent him money, right? Our last bank robbery together, you know, he owes me a part, right? The Chafar, and he denies. This one witness is Chayiv, the Avera of making a false shavuah. If the witness would come and say, yeah, Shimon the Gazlin owes Ruvain the Gazlin, the Shimon, the defendant, would have to pay the money. Because when one witness says to you, you owe him money, pay up, but it's only, only one witness, the defendant has to make a shavua, an oath, to contradict the testimony. Now, Reuven and Shimon are both not believed in testifying. So if Reuven was a Ganiv, and we say Reuven is not believed to make a shavua, excuse me, Shimon was the defendant was a Ganiv, and he's not believed to make a shavua, what do we do? We say, Ruvain, Shimon can't swear, the ball's in your court. Make the shvua and extract the money or walk away. Now here, Ruvain can't do either. He also can't make a shvua. So what do we do? We revert, we revert to, the, to, the, to the classic situation. This one aid is testifying. Ruvain can't swear, Shimon can't swear, Shimon has to pay. As we'll explain the laws of Tezinit. Therefore, this one witness in this particular scenario would be able, through his testimony, to make Shimon pay Ruvain. And therefore, because he's not testifying, he's lying about what he knows, He's high of Shavuos Edus, as if he was two witnesses. The Chayyim got to possess the same applies in all situations. Yudalef. So again, Ruvain says to Shimon, "You owe me money." He has, have, he has one witness. Shimon has to make a Shavuos saying, "I owe you nothing." If Shimon declines to swear, he has to pay. That's his choice. Pay what you're demanded, what the one aid says you owe, or if you're not going to pay, if, if, if you don't want to pay, you have to swear. One, one of the two. Shimon can't make a Shavuos. He's a ganav, or he's a liar, and, and we know and we, and we don't trust him. So then Reuven has the choice of making the shvua and extract the money from Shimon. But he can't do it either. So therefore what happens? If Reuven can't swear, Shimon can't swear. The Allah is that because Shimon, the, the, the ball goes back to Shimon's court, he can't make the shvua, he has to pay. So this one aid would make that happen. But he's not testifying. He's lying about what he knows. And therefore, because he's lying about what he knows, he's chayev Mrs. Baila, a woman who says to one aid, Come testify on my behalf that my husband died, and therefore I can get remarried. The coffin refuses to chayev. This one witness again is chayev. Why? This one witness would testify that the guy died. The hum would let her get remarried, and they would also therefore let her take collector ksuba. And therefore, this is another case where one aid has the ability to extract money or to or to let her take money from the yarshim from her ksuba, and he's not doing it. Therefore, this chayev shu seidus. You days, but med vamamudim. When does this last case apply uh, where, she, where he's chayef, she was edus? Because if he would testify, she would get the money for Aksuba. When the case was that she would collect Aksuba from movable property. Remember we said, you're not chayef, she was edus, unless the money in question is movable property. It doesn't apply to karka, doesn't apply to slaves, doesn't apply to shtaris. So for example, she let's say has in her possession her husband's, you know, I don't know, golden watch, and she would be able to come to Bezin and say, I'm, I'm keeping this on behalf of, for my ksuba, and they would let her keep it. If, however, the only option she has is to collect the ksuba from 
Karka land, he's a potter from Shvosedus, this one witness is potter from the Shvosedus. Because even if he would testify, and she would correct the Ksuba, it would only be, only be from land. And when someone denies knowing testimony that would cause someone else to have to pay Karka, we said he's potter from Shvosedus, that doesn't apply to Karka, doesn't apply to Ishtaris or Avadim. Now this case would be, even if it was two witnesses, even two Adim, who say we don't know, we didn't see the guy die, but they're lying, they'd still be part of from Shua Seidus, because even though she would get a Ksuba, if they'd only come forward and testify, the Ksuba is, is Karka, therefore it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it's, uh, it's not in the bounds of the parasha of Shua Seidus. I think two is different than one. It's a Chiddush, you just, I mean, you're right, you wouldn't, but... Uh, I'm just adding for emphasis. Because again, we said earlier that when you demand people testify on your behalf, and the thing that, they would, that you'd be owed based on their testimony is karka, that is outside the bounds of Shua Seidus. Okay, you give me a dollar. You give me a dollar, basically, going to say that um, when two Adim make the Shavua together, or they, they deny together, um, uh, the, at the same time that they know nothing and they're really, they're really lying they're both, they're both high of the carbon, right? Even if it's not mamash simultaneous it's one after the other in succession they're still they're both chayev but if there's a time lapse in between then in that case it's, it, the halacha changes um, if one of them however admits and one denies then the guy who admits he's, he's, got, he's, got, he, he's, he's saying what he's supposed to say the person who denies, he's, he's maintaining his denial, so then he, if only he would testify, the guy would have to pay, because he's not, he's high of the carbon alone. You give him, let's say inside. If a person administers a shvu in Bezdin, they both deny and they say, we know nothing. And simultaneous means that the other one basically um, denies he knows anything. So Ruvain says, I know nothing. And Shimon immediately afterwards, it's called within, within a few seconds, the amount of time it takes to, to say the words, he says, I also know nothing. The carbon for making a false Each one brings his own carbon. The first, the first one says, I know nothing over here. And he's lying. And the second one waits a few seconds and he says, eh, Yeah, I also know nothing. And they're both lying. The first one is for the fact that he's, he's, he's denying falsely, knowing anything. But the second one is Potter. Why is the second one Potter? The first one is for the obvious reasons. Because if the first one would admit, like the second one admitted, the, the guy would have to pay it. He's, he's, but he's denying. And even though at the time he didn't know what the second one would do, it's irrelevant. The fact is they're, they're a unit. When the second one, when the second one says, um, but, but, but in this case over here, when, so when they both deny, but it's a few seconds apart, the second person, if he would um, uh, um, relent and say, I do know what's happening, and change, you know, he would, he would not, he would, instead of lying, he would say, yeah, I saw what happened. His edus would not cause the person to have to pay because once the first person denies and says, I know nothing, and he makes a shrewd to that effect, he can't change that. He can't go back on that. So therefore, the second edus, even if, even if the second person thinks and says, you know what, I did, I did see what happened, he's just one eight. The first edus is irrelevant now. So therefore, his testimony would not cause the person to have to pay anyways. 
You doubt. If one of them says, I saw what happened, one of them says, I did not see what happened. Now, they both saw what happened. The person who's lying, the person who denied is lying. The person who denies is lying is Chayev a carbon. Whether he's the first or second. In the Ferlachian Gimel, they were both denying. They both said, we, we saw nothing. They're both, they're both lying. See, if they're both simultaneous, they're both Chayev a carbon. If there's a few seconds in between, so in the first one's Chayev, the second one's Pater. Over here, one is admitting and one is not admitting. So the person who denies, the person who lies, he's Chayev a carbon, a carbon Chatas. That's what we'll see to call the carbon Earl of Yerid. And the other person is not Chayev because he's, he's admitting. If they both say, we know nothing. And one of them, and then, and then simultaneously, and then immediately after, one of them says, "I lied. I do know what happened." He's a potter. He's potter because he is now admitting. However, the person who maintains his denial, he's chayav because if he would admit as well, now you have two witnesses, but you don't have two witnesses because he's maintaining his false denial. So in the previous halacha, where I said once he says, "I," once the guy says, "I don't know anything," he can't go back on that. That's. That's if he, if he tries to go back later. If he immediately relents and says, I'm lying, if, within, a, few, within a, a second or two, then he could go back. Okay, Tezvo. If a person makes two separate groups of witnesses swear. So you have, you have four people, right? So he says to this group of two witnesses, you guys saw what happened, and they deny it, and he says, swear to me. Then he says to the other group of witnesses, you guys saw what happened, you should testify, and they also deny it, and they both and they also swear. And both both groups are perfectly legitimate witness groups. The Again, the first the first group denies knowing anything. Then afterwards, he turns to the second group and says, "You testify," and they also say, "No, I know nothing." The first group is putter from the is the the of making a false Why? They could say. We're relying on the other group that they would they would testify for you. We didn't know that by us not not testifying, we'd cause you to lose the money. We thought the other group would testify. That you can extract the money based on this other group. They could testify for you. Comes out, this defendant would not be chayiv. Um, uh, you can't say that if this if these two guys would just testify. Uh, the, the guy would have to have to pay, and only because of their denial, that's why the guy is getting out of paying. It's not true, because even, even if they would test, even if they would testify, um, 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 it's not only the testimony to Mechayev. You have the other group that could possibly testify. So, so again, one of the principles of Shuvus Edus is it's their denial, and only their denial. Sorry. The opposite. It's their testimony, and only their testimony that's making this person have to pay. Because they're not testifying, he does, he's not paying. Over here, even if, would, even, if they would, even if they would testify, there's other factors involved that could be high for him to pay. For example, the other agent. And therefore, you can't point to them alone as the cause of, of the person not having to pay, and therefore, they're partner. Uh, that's that's the, the first group. The second group doesn't have that excuse. Because once the first group says, I know nothing, and they make a shvua, they can't go back on that. So now the ball is in the, in the court of the second group of witnesses. Because they're choosing also to not testify, them and on their, on their shoulders alone lies the responsibility of the person not having to pay, and therefore the chayev for a shuvah carbon. However, if the, second, now if the second group, for example, was possible edus, obviously the first group is chayev, because the second group is irrelevant. But the Rambam puts, has now an interesting case to that. What if the second group was talking disqualified because they were relatives 
to one of the litigants, to the, to the veil, the nitzvah, the defender, or the, uh, or the uh, plaintiff. Let's say they were brother-in-laws to their sisters. But anyway, just accept the fact that their sisters are in the throes of death. So after in that case, the first group is all is is chayiv for the isha shuas edus as well. Why? The first, excuse me, the second group. When the first group lied and said we know nothing, the second group was irrelevant. They were relatives. Relatives can't testify. Even though. After a, a, a few minutes after the first group lies and says, we know nothing, the second group will become fit witnesses because the wives will die now they're not related anymore. Still, it doesn't make a difference. The fact that the Shas Maestro, when the first group testified, the second group was irrelevant, that makes him Chayev for Shavu Seidus. And therefore, a few minutes later, when? Therefore, the Chayev for a carbon Chatas for Shavu Seidus. Five minutes later, the wives die. Now the second group of witnesses are valid Aidim, they could testify. They're all, they, but they lie about it. They're also chayav shus edus. So both groups are chayav. If right, the second group uh, denies again falsely after the wives die, they're chayav for shus edus. Needless to say, whatever they're testifying about had to have happened before they married the sisters of these guys. Because if, they, if what, they, what they witnessed happened while they were apostle, even though later they became kosher, their edus is not relevant. It's like a child who sees something happen. As an adult, he testifies. It doesn't count. Bishas, he saw it. He was possibly this. He was a child for most things. So, so they, they saw the guy lend money or borrow money, let's say. Then they married their sisters. And then this whole story happened. Okay, good. Test sign. A person demands a witness to testify and they deny. He makes them make a shvu and they answer amen. And he, he again, four and five times, administers an oath to them again. And after each shvu, they answer amen again and again. They deny, they keep answering amen. Outside of Bezdin. When they come into Bezdin, they say, yeah, it's true, we know. Testimony, and they say the testimony. We said that the shvuah to deny you no testimony is only relevant if you deny the shvuah that you made is only relevant if you actually make a denial in Bezdin, either before or after the shvuah. Here, there's no denial in Bezdin. They come to Bezdin, they testify. Therefore, the shvuah is irrelevant as far as shvuah seidus goes. They probably have shvuah bitter. If, however, they walk into Bezdin and they maintain the denial, then they have to chayiv carbon chatas for each one of those five times that they made a shvua or they answered amen to a shvua outside of Bezdin. You design. When this is applied, because the Ramam holds, it has to be that they said amen to each one. In this case, to make to make to make you chayer for each one individually. If they don't say amen, they just deny. They say no, I don't know anything for each shvua. Each time the guy says to them, "I administer an oath to you that you don't know testimony that Ruvain Bar owes me money," and they say no, we don't know anything, but they don't say amen. Since they did not say the shvua, they just denied that the guy administered the shvua. Nor did they say amen. They are potter. They're potter unless they make the shvu in Bezdin and, they, and over there they make a denial as we explained in Perik Tess. Halacha Aleph and Yud. So, um, yes, yeah, so even if they make the denial in Bezdin, no, so that's, that's yeah, the word over here is they didn't, 